Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. We were coming off of what I thought was a fun episode last week, and we titled it Holy Shit, the Kings Won Three Straight. So obviously, that was a fun one to talk about, but as we're coming in tonight, Things have changed. Kings on a little bit of a losing streak, of course, letting us down. So a little bit uh, of a bummer this evening, but we're here to always talk Kings Cats. If you are looking for our past episodes, you know you can always find those streaming wherever you get your podcast. Uh, bringing in my co-host as always, Ryan. What's good? What is going on? A uh, little, little depressed for uh the kings today uh so today I'm not, I'm not drinking beer i am drinking um tito's and fresca right um that's what i drink when i'm when i'm depressed when i'm when i'm physically hurt you know um the kings fucking suck okay like yeah i'm just gonna put out there kings fucking suck everybody outside deer and fox fucking sucks okay I, I eric i know we're gonna jump into this but i just feel like i need to get this off my chest a little bit I couldn't even enjoy Monday night football tonight because I was just thinking about how our starting small forward and our starting point guard slash shooting guard, whatever you want to call him, Tyrese Halliburton combined for five or six fucking points. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. The effort um, defensively just atrocious this week, right? If you guys want any betting tips, you want to make some real money, real money, just bet the over on every game that the Kings play in playing. (laughs) That's what I've been doing. It's been working. So um, just want to get that off my chest real quick. Man, it, it 28 games in, man. And I, I, you know, you don't ever want to come on and be the Debbie Downer and and say that the season's over. We're not making the playoffs or playing. Well, we're not making the playoffs or playing. It's just unless unless a major catastrophic change to the lineup happens, which you know, it is December 13th, December 15th, two days away. So you never know. But other than the Kings being absolutely horrible in my life, uh, everything else is going great. Uh, it's been a good week, very good week of betting, you know, this weekend. Me and Eric were talking about it earlier today. I called them and, uh, you know, the UFC fights were were big hitters this weekend on Saturday, which I ordered and uh, yesterday hit on a fat parlay on, you know, with football. So uh, things are on the up and up, uh, betting wise. Um, all right. So I was telling Eric today. Okay. I, I do these parlays on basketball, like every night, which I'll, I'll bet like 25, you know, to win like 40 and it'll be like a four team parlay. An example will be like warriors on the money line, Milwaukee on the money line, Phoenix on the money line, right? You just bet the favorites. They're heavy favorites. So it's really not that much money. These idiots lost tonight. 
I mean, you know, I, I did the, I did the Bucks. Let's see, it was Bucks, Atlanta, and the Warriors. The Bucks and Atlanta both lost today, dude. To like, I, I'm pretty sure like they were pretty big favorites too. So, um, my Monday has just been uh, fueled by shitty basketball and bad bets today. So, but yeah. yeah, you know, I got, I got hosed on that uh, Milwaukee too. I put them in all in my parlays as well. Um, they they blew two of them. Um, you opened up with a lot there, though. Definitely, we are going to unpack that for sure. I mean, you kind of went and went hard right had away. Ch- had to get off my chest, man. We we moved the podcast up from eight thirty to eight tonight just because I was really itching and I felt like I really needed to get this going. Yeah, you did. Yeah, the betting. So you know, it, it was kind of. So I'll start off with this, Ryan. Last week. We talked about, well, the Kings obviously had won three straight, you know, and then towards the end of our episodes, we kind of do a looking ahead and, and looking ahead into seeing what the schedule's like. And, you know, they beat the Ma- they beat the Magic, okay, which we did that episode during the game, towards the end of the game. And we're like, oh, Hornets, Cavs, Raptors, you know, Wizards, oh, you know, if they, if they could win, you know, go three, you know, three and one or something, they could be uh, da, da, in all this position. And all they've done is just blow it. They look worse. They look worse. Um, it's like they look worse than they ever have after, wi- after winning games. And, you know, we try to, f- we, we try to figure it out and we try to go like have our theories and hypotheses, but for, I think it just comes down fucking straight up, man, about we, you know, we don't need to fluff the episode today. I think we could just go into it. You agree before I start going? Yes. Jump into it. Okay, so you, you know, I think it really just comes down to the that the Kings. I'm gonna say this, Ryan. I don't think this is gonna change for my opinion because I've kind of felt this way the whole time. I just the Kings, as long as they keep relying on average fucking players and hyping up average fucking players, they're gonna continue to be an average fucking team. And that's really that's really what it is. And you know, f- you know, fools on us, Ryan. That going into the year, we we thought that they would get to the get to be uh to a higher level. I, I just you know I guess like on paper and within reason, you you like okay, there's no way that this team two years ago wins 39 games with Willie Cauley Stein and Iman Shumpert and you know start and Bogey starting games and stuff. Yogi Ferrell on the roster, right? There's no way that this team this year is worse than that team, but sure as shit, it looks that way. Now it is always it is a long season and acquisitions could be made and things could be turned around, but I don't know, man. These teams, you know, the Kings seem reluctant to pull any triggers um, when it comes to rumors, and 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 they they continue to reports. All we can go with is what like Sam Amick and you know those people say, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's like the Kings are reluctant to include Halliburton in a trade. They're reluctant, you know. At some point, you you gotta you gotta go get good players and stop. We're hoping on these average players, man. It's ridiculous. And we knew that the Halliburton thing was going to be a, a hill. We were going to have to die on coming into the year, you know? And, and unfortunately we have, we're, we're at this point where it's kind of, he is statistically he's, he's worse than he was. Uh, he has tons of games, including nine, two points, three points, six points. I mean, the, the guy just can't, he can't score and he gets such a fucking pass because he handles the ball and runs the pick and roll. We've talked about it in the last couple episodes, but you know, like they need him to fucking score. They need him to score. They need him to, they maybe not him. Cause he's not capable. They need a player to score. They need someone to go out there and be, make a huge impact defensively. They can't have a guy out there being average. And that goes for him. 
They goes for Rashawn Holmes. Honestly, he goes for Harrison Buddy Barnes Hilled. tonight. Buddy Hield. Yeah. It's it's everybody. It's everybody. Mm-hmm. That 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 really goes on everybody. And uh, you know, Tyrese Halliburton. Um, again, good player, right? Like he's got good qualities. You know, he runs runs the offense well. You know, good pick and roll. Like I, you know, it's hard to say that anybody's decent on this team at defense because statistically they're fucking atrocious. But, uh, you know, you would like to think that he's okay on defense, but the Kings don't have the luxury of their second best player being Tyrese Halliburton, right? Like, that's just not how good teams aren't like that. Tyrese Halliburton is the fourth or fifth best person on, or, you know, on a, on a, on a playoff championship team. Great, you know, good player, takes care of the ball, great at what he does. But when you're the Sacramento Kings, you need a second guy who can score 25 points a game. That's it. You do. That's the way the NBA is. Okay. The NBA is made of, you know, two or three guys on each team that can score 25 a game. Right. And if you can't do that, sorry, you know, you, you, you know, you're going to get moved to a team that can afford your skill set. The Sacramento can't afford Tyrese Halliburton's skill set. They just can't. They need to do something about it. And like I said earlier, you know, Harrison Barnes, you know, everybody was jumping on him in the beginning of the season because he jumped out to 30 points and 12 rebounds a game for like a four game stretch. Well, guess what? Harrison Barnes is back to his 15, 16 points a game average. You know, everybody, you know, he came back, he came back down to earth, you know, and look where Sacramento's at when that happens. So it's just really frustrating that people give everybody passes, right? Halliburton, they give Holmes, you know, who's missed a ton of games again this year. Okay. But nobody wants to talk about that. Rashawn Holmes is yet to play a full season in Sacramento, not even close to it. Okay. Like, you know, everybody gets passes except for De'Aaron Fox. You know, and it's it, it's and Marvin Bagley, and it's it's starting to piss me off, dude. It is really pissing me off because tonight it was very evident by watching the game that Darren Fox is the only player worth a shit, right? You everybody else is expendable. Everybody else, I don't care what you do. If you keep Darren Fox, you try to go get him a second player around him, and, and you build that way. Well, and, and, and so let's stay on Halburn for a second because this is something that you and I have been kind of talking about for a while. We brought it up on here for a while, okay, and. So many people out there have this. I don't. I I've tr- I know what it is, but it's just it's fucking frustrating about about him. It's really fucking frustrating because it he 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 came in and and he smiles and shit, you know, and he's he he goes out there and people he does the little things and that fan favorite crap. People just fucking eat up to a detriment. It's 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 ridiculous, you know. Um, and I think we knew going into the year how it was going to be this thing where. He once they, well, we, 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 we were like the last to fend off. Really. We literally were the last people to say, no, he should not start. You know, we really were, we brought tons of people on the podcast. We've had debates with people out there. We really were. He should not start. And finally, once they decided he was going to start, we said, oh, it's not going to really, the fit's not there. Right. Because when he's on the fucking court, it takes the ball out of your best player's hand. To me, it's absolutely absolutely fucking insane to me this is the take you know it's absolutely insane to me that De'Aaron Fox coming into his own coming off a 25 point a game season and you really fucking thought the best thing as a franchise was to insert Tyrese Halliburton into the starting lineup and take (laughs) take literally this is fucking laughable this is love you literally thought the best thing to do was to put Tyrese Halliburton in the lineup and take the ball away from your best player and 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 
basically ask him to do something he didn't do and has never done. And you thought that was going to be a real then, solution? Honestly, on if you're... on top of all that, get mad at him, right? The first 15 to 20 games of the season when he's not producing in that role. If you <laughs> are if you, if you are out there and you're, and you're of that take, I laugh at you. I laugh at you. I do. I laugh. I laugh at those people. It's insane. It's fucking insane to me. You really thought the best thing to do was to put that guy and to start at point guard when you had a guy coming off 25 points a game. That's amazing. Like, it's amazing. Like seven assists. It's amazing yeah. to me. Yeah. Amazing. So what were they hoping for? I don't know, man. I don't know what they're hoping for. I, I don't know. But you know what I am tired of, Ryan? Oh, you know, things aren't really working. Things aren't really. Well, you, you know. Alvin Gentry after the game time, you know, we, every time they go into a lo- losing streak or they lose a game, you know, things didn't work. We need to take a look at it. So what's your change? Oh, putting Metu in the starting lineup. Let's put God. Let's dude. start fucking Terrence Davis at small forward tonight. Let's do that, guys. Oh, let's let's yeah. start Terrence Davis. Oh, how about you maybe start Aaron Fox and move Albert off the bench? Maybe you start Buddy. Maybe you start Harrison Barnes at fucking small forward. Maybe you do that. Maybe maybe you actually do that. Stop doing this pussyfoot bullshit and start Metu at power forward so he can shoot six threes in a game. What is he? What the fuck is Metu shooting six threes in games for? Let Let's start Terrence Davis at small forward. Fuck off. You yeah, know what I mean? Be, to be To be fair, they did start Harrison Barnes at small forward tonight, right? Like, you know, to be but fair. Generally, okay, tonight, but, but for but. the season. You know, you know they they've tinkered with the lineup everywhere, right? And and I think tinkering the lineup doesn't really change anything. Okay, the talent is what it is on this roster. It's the, you know, the the real issue is the lack of a second star, right? Like you can tinker all you want, but the real issue is lack of a second star. But you did bring up a good point. They've tinkered with the lineup every every way you can, except for moving Buddy Hield into the starting lineup. That's the only thing they haven't tried this year, and it's like okay. You know, I, I I would like to see it. I I think that Halliburton thrives more when Darren Fox isn't on the court, right? I think when you just give him the offense to let him run things, he can be efficient and you know and, and a good player. But at the end of the day, there's just not enough talent on this roster. You need to go make a move. And for everybody who says that Tyrese Halliburton is unfucking touchable, go look at the box score tonight. The guy had fucking two points, three points, whatever the hell it was. Who cares? Okay, and he does that more often than not. You know yes. what I mean? Stats stats are down. He's not elite. He's a good player. He is a good player um, that, that would thrive on a really good team. You put that guy on Milwaukee, he's a damn good player, right? He's a, he's a damn good player. You get that, you surround that guy with talent and make him, you know, he's, he's, he's very smart. He's got, a, he's got a great IQ for the game. You can tell. But he needs players around him. He's not a guy that can create on his own and carry your franchise. He's just not. That's not who he is. In the last 10 games, Tyrese Albert has had single-digit scoring in five of them. And, and you know what the difference, you know, not the difference, but you know the thing is about that is I'm okay with that. Scoring's not everything, right? We know that. If you're bringing something else to the table, if you're like a Tony Allen who's a lockdown defender, right? And, and it's translating to something else. But the fact that they're still a horrible defensive team and he's still out there and they're, you know, starting and he's, he's scoring in single digits like you're saying – Come on, guys. Let, let's call it, you know, call a spade a spade. Let's let's call it what it is. You guys like to call Buddy Hield out. You like to call Marvin Bagley out. You want to call Darren Fox out. Let's call Tyrese Halliburton out. 
you're starting two guard in the NBA. You can't score three points. Sorry. And I, Sorry. I put, I push back on that. He's not the starting two guard. He's the starting point guard. Whatever. He's, way. That's what I say. He's starting and, and you know what, though? For as good as assist guy and all this stuff he is, he only averages five assists a game, dude. Yeah. He only averages five assists a game. Yeah, it, it, you know, and it's bad, you know, and if his production is, you know, because I've, I've seen a lot of people saying, well, you know, Her- Rashawn Holmes isn't there. Well, if your production is based off another player, <laughs> there's your answer right there. That's an issue. You know what well, I mean? Like, and, and it goes well, back he to can't run. He can't run his pick and roll. Well, that's an issue. If he can't, you know, if he can't affect the games, the games in other ways besides a pick and roll to Rashawn Holmes, we got problems. He's a starter in the NBA who's doesn't, he's not an elite three-point shooter. He's not an elite defender. He's not an elite assist guy. Okay, so what is, you know, what's really going on? You know, you have to bring something as, you know, people like to say the future, the untouchable guy of the, of the Sacramento Kings. You're not bringing shit to the table in terms of wins or defense. So what are, what is going or scoring? So what are we doing? What is the issue? You know, that the team has, I would say the team has gotten worse since Tyrese Halliburton has joined the joins the franchise. That's, that's a, that's a real assessment. The team has gotten worse since Tyrese Halliburton has been on the team. And the team has definitely taken a step back since Tyrese Halliburton has been in the starting lineup. Okay. It's not a hate on it's It's not a saying Tyrese Halliburton's a bad player again, because I feel like I'm gonna have to keep defending myself on this. It's the Kings can't afford, you know, they, they don't have the luxury of having Tyrese Halliburton's skill set on their team. They don't have guys that they can surround Tyrese Halliburton with to, uh, you know, really just uh, really, you know, really just maximize can, his potential. I can, I can help you on that because I agree with you. I would say the guy he probably is a starting point guard in the NBA, but the Kings don't need a starting. Yeah. They don't yeah. need a starting like point guard. They have, a, they have yeah. somebody else. They don't need a guy to go out there to, to every time down the court, yeah. like have a luxury of that. wait for a screen. That's not what they're doing that they need, you know? And, and the thing is, is if, if the Kings didn't have De'Aaron Fox and they had this like elite wing score, then the conversation is different. That, then his value is yeah. there. And then I'd be saying, no, that you, you need a guy like that on the court. But right now I think that him being in the starting lineup is more of a detriment to them because it takes the ball out of Fox's hands. Really. If you look at last year, the success he had, he did when he was on the bench and De'Aaron Fox had his best season as a, as a pro basically. Right. And so Mm-hmm. you know what the, there's that <laughs> right so it's like there's that yeah but- there's a and and there's a lot of people too that are they're gonna get backlash on this and say well we don't want buddy in the starting lineup he doesn't play no defense all he does is throw throw up threes cool start terrence davis <laughs> it's not a it's not like a we're advocating i'm not advocating for buddy hill but i think halliburton and buddy hill are great together i think that's ideal you know what i mean Throw in Terrence Davis there. It's it's for me. It's you're taking away from your best player's skill set, right? Like you're when Halliburton's in there, he is a detriment to Darren Fox. It is, you know they they don't mesh together. The record proves it. The you know the the offense, everything that's happened these last you know week has proved that, right? Move Halliburton is you know figure it out, right? Figure out where you can maximize Halliburton's potential. Him and De'Aaron Fox do not work together. And it is obvious that De'Aaron Fox is the only player on the court that can score, right? So why would you get rid of a guy who has shown he can average 25 and 7 in the NBA, right? Why would you not get rid of the guy who's been in the league two years, statistically is worse off than he was last year? It's just confusing. And, you know, it's just, you know, me and Eric have been holding off on this for a long time. We, 
we talked about this before this season and we, and we said we, this was going to be one of the things we died on. And, you know, we've been waiting to have this episode because we saw it coming and it was, Hey, you know, let's give Halliburton the benefit of the doubt. Let's see what happens. Let's give him to the all-star break. Well, we didn't even make it to the all-star break, right? It's, we need to make it I to don't, Christmas. I don't see my opinion changing on this for, yeah, and, and, and again, again, I'm not saying like Ty Halliburton is not a good player. I know you're not saying that too. And I think, yeah. I think we have to keep bringing that up. It's like, yeah. like really what right now, the, it's and like it's not going to be the end all be all, but really the guy should be off the bench. Tons of players throughout the NBA history have come off. Manu Ginobili is going to be a Hall of Famer yeah. off the bench, dude. It's not that big of a deal, you know what I mean? He yeah, he did right. last year. He still played thirty minutes. I mean, he thrived it's, last year in that role. Yeah, I, that that's what's con- the thing is, is. So for me, I'm like right now, short term, bench him. You know, focus on Fox. Fox has really turned it on this month. You can tell he's really turned it on. I mean, his scoring. I wish I did my homework and I had brought his scoring in just like the last month, you know, just to see those stats. But I mean, tonight, I mean, he goes and drops 29, right? And then, yeah, t- no, tonight, didn't he have 31 tonight? I think it was 29. I, I think I just pulled, pulled it up. Yeah, he had 29, 29 tonight. 29. But I'm going to, I'm going to pull up the schedule and just look at his, his scoring as of late. He, and he's the only guy turning it on, you know what I mean? Uh, consistently, really. The, I mean, the Cavs. 13 that was a weird that was a bad game they all fucking blew at that game um you know i'm looking at the the hornets 31 right so i mean you i know he had better games and if you've been watching the games you know he's had a better game so short term it's that but but really it's a bigger picture the bigger picture thing is here is the kings as they're we're getting desperate in all this is like as trade season comes this week we have like two more days till that 15th opening and and then really over the next six weeks is, is really trade season, you know? And as the rumors start flying, I, I would say that people need to chill the fuck out on the, on the anybody's untouchable stuff, because really I think that mm-hmm. the Kings best, best uh, chip to get a better player back is Hal Burton. And that's okay to say it, it's okay to be, you know, and, and really like if the Kings didn't trade him and they, Packaged buddy and and Harrison and, Barnes and Barnes, they can which get the money, all. the money, the money wouldn't work. Probably it'd be, it'd be so much. It'd be money. super. It'd be super difficult to do something like that, and I just don't see that happening. That's if, why if, I think the Harrison Barnes and and Halliburton or the Harrison Barnes and Buddy Hield thing works, or not Harrison yeah. Barnes and Buddy Hield the the Buddy and um, Halliburton thing works. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think if they're if they're in such a weird position, they don't want to pull the trigger. I think the rumors keep coming out about about um, Ben Sabonis. Simmons again. Well, Sabonis and then Ben yeah. Simmons again. All this stuff's coming out, but I'll believe it when I sees it. That's what I keep the, saying. The, you know? the, I I feel like the the Ben Simmons thing is there. I feel like you know Harrison Barnes and Halliburton has probably been talked about. Like, hey, we'll do that if you're you know Philadelphia's probably agreed to that. And that's probably they're asking, but I feel like Sacramento has been hesitant or, or the, the buddy healed Halliburton. That's probably, if I was Philadelphia, I'd want buddy healed Halliburton out of that. And I, and I think looking at Sacramento's perspective on that, I understand that. All right. Who the hell is going to shoot the ball, right? Darren Fox can't shoot. Ben Simmons for sure. Can't shoot. And Harrison Barnes proven that he's an average three point shooter. Right. So I, I think Sacramento has been hesitant around that, but anytime that you have a chance to go get, 
an all NBA type player, especially when you're the worst defensive team in the league and you can go, in my opinion, go get the best defensive player in the NBA. You do it. Yeah. <laughs> like you how, do it. That the, uh, the Hornets game the other day was just like, that was like a joke. That was like playing a bunch of like the Kings were the 40 year old guys at the gym who just ran court for a couple times. And then they like, Hey, one more game, right? One more game. And then they get up on the court and no one wants to play no D you know what I mean? That's what they look like. No one, uh, yeah. you can shoot that one. You can shoot that one. Just good. It was yeah. terrible. I, I, was that was probably one of the worst defensive games I've ever seen. And you know, back to the betting game. That was the that was the Cleveland game. Actually, you said Hornets. I don't think about it. Yeah, that no, was the it, Cleveland game, right? No, it was a Hornets oh, no, the game. Hornets. That's right. That's right. They gave up like one fifty. That's right. Because you, the, you were not seven players. Yeah, well, me and you, you bet were, money on that. Yeah. We bet all the money on the game, and Darren Fox missed those two free throws at the end, and that's that's the ways of betting, I guess. But um, well, I'll say this to the people who talk about the. Okay, you bring up Ben Simmons, use him. It's like at this point, the trade is not necessarily about this year entirely, though. It's about kind of the future as well, you know. And 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 so, okay, they get someone this year. It may not be the best fit right now, but it could be the best fit by the end of the season. It could be the best fit by the start of next year, you know. Uh, you know what's nuts, Ryan, is that tanking is starting to um, make its way back. And, of course, it's pushed by the same nerds as last time that are pushing it. Uh, it. Yeah. Oh, the only way to get better is to fucking blow it up, I guess. Right. That's the only yeah. way to get better to give everybody the, you know, watch out for these takes, everybody don't step in this shit when you're walking. Uh, I guess the best, the best thing to do is just give away buddy healed for nobody. That's probably yeah. the best thing to do. Trade, trade Bagley for nobody. That's probably a really good strategy right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's get some cap freedom, everybody. That's really gonna fucking solve the Kings' issues. Yeah. Imagine let's get, it. Let's get cap cap freedom for yeah. uh, the free agents that don't want to come to Sacramento. Well, <laughs> guess g- hey guys, guess fucking what? <laughs> the Kings have cap freedom right now. You can think not think that, but they do. As you, they're pretty much as cap flexible as you can get in the NBA without being without sitting on a on an ass team with like huge expirings. Like they're pretty cap flexible. Anybody under contract not really part worth anything is expiring. Anybody worth something is easily tradable. So that puts Holmes easily tradable. It puts Harrison Barnes. Honestly, Harrison Barnes is easily tradable if they, if they really wanted to create yeah, cap flexibility is. at if any really point, to, yeah. at literally any point of the next two years. Buddy healed it, the probably same with buddy. Same yeah. thing. People don't like to admit that dude. He's so fucking tradable. It's like, it's ridiculous. People easily tradable. It, it's Terrence funny Davis, people, people Tristan put, Thompson. Yeah. People put fucking... Buddy Hield in that category. They put Buddy in the category of his value has never been lower. How so? Right? Like, hey, the LA Lakers are hurting for three-point shooting. They'll make the money work to bring Buddy Hield in. You know what I mean? Like, there is a lot of the Philadelphia Sixers. They'll make the money work to, to bring in, you know, Buddy Hield if you're just going to give him away. A lot of teams, the Denver Nuggets will make that money work. You know, the Knicks will make that money work. It, it's it's people are stupid dude <laughs> sorry to it's, say it but people are dumb when it comes to that oh it's tank like it's amazing the kings are like extremely flexible so anybody who says that doesn't know what they're fucking talking about or just wants to watch the world burn so they can do their fucking mock draft some more you know imagine if the kings had fucking uh tanked last year uh, do you know how terrible it would be if they came into the season without Harrison Barnes and Buddy Heal. It'd be worse. Yeah. It'd be the lineup, worse. the lineup right now would probably consist of De'Aaron Fox, Halliburton, 
a, a, a who you know who was two picks higher who was the Moses, seventh pick in the draft Moses Moses Moody right is that is I don't that, is that know who, who fucking cares who, who, Franz who Wagner the, dude fuck it yeah who, that, yeah you know who, I mean? who did Golden okay. State yeah whoever Golden State got Moody or whoever, you know? I can't even remember now but yeah that you know and and we'd be sitting in this blaming you know we would have still fired Luke Walton people would still like today I saw Sacktown Giraffe's shitty ass Twitter account calling for uh, Monty McNair's seat to be warm as the GM. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, because firing another GM less than 100 games into his tenure is the fucking answer. These people are ridiculous, dude. People, the people calling for the tank grind, I'm going to bring this one back. They can suck my dick and balls from the back. I'm going to just bring that one back to the podcast. It's like, I, I, I can't handle that. I, I just can't handle that logic. So, really, like, stop fucking counting on average players. That goes – so, right now – Everybody's pretty much average, except, except for, for Fox. except for Aaron Fox. And it even goes to Buddy. Like Buddy, you know, the more and more yeah. I, you know, we we've we've really gone to bat for Buddy. We've really advocated for because of his skill set, though. Because of his skill set, but, but they don't they don't they they can't afford the luxury. Same thing with Halliburton. They can't mm-hmm. afford Buddy Hill's luxury of skill set. It's getting to a point for me where where he is so valuable yeah. on the market that I really do think by this deadline. He'll be gone. I, I I'm not saying he he he'll be gone. He should be gone. But man, he people don't want to admit it, but he does. He, he might be one of the most valuable trade assets that they have. If you saw mm-hmm. from what the Lakers were willing to give, I know you and I haven't really talked about this, but it's one of those things. It is it is going to get to that point when where Buddy Buddy can really bring back multiple players, and it just needs to be the right thing, or it needs to be packaged. And honestly, yeah. Harrison Barnes, it's the same thing. Um. Pretty much, pretty much anybody, but it's not any trade that's to be happening. It's not, it's not going to be a backwards thing. They need to, they need to start one upping, and 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 a bunch of categories. You know, if you start looking at a lot of teams around the league, dude, it's like, you know, the Kings, the Kings are getting beat by people. I mean, I think that tonight's loss against the Raptors, I they don't, they never match up well against the Raptors. But personally, I thought that was really, it was just really embarrassing considering, considering that they're, you know, who they're rolling out there with. Uh, every night it's like if you can you even name seven guys on the, can an average person name seven guys you know on on the raptors that are like i don't know man I, it's 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 like that and you know you're losing to you're losing to the teams like the like the hornets and stuff it's like sometimes in the nba they get a couple key players and just get it done dude i don't know man you, you look at look around the nba every team that was at Sacramento's level has rebuilt already, right? You look at Cleveland, rebuilt and are on their way. You look at Minnesota, rebuilt on their way. You look at the Hornets, rebuilt and on their way. Uh, who who else is out there? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, I just saw the the Grizzlies, the, the Grizzlies what, what, rebuilt what do you and say, on their way. What do you Houston, say, even Houston's got looking up up and up. You know what I mean? What do you? They say, just came though, off a six game win streak. What do you say about the people though that? Tell us, well, yeah, those teams did it because they had high draft picks. What's your what's your take? Because that's what people say. People say, well, those teams did it because they actually tanked and rebuilt. Did they quote did unquote rebuilt? I, I outside of Memphis, people- outside of Memphis, who did they tank? Did Minnesota tank? No, they still had they still had Carlton Towns on their roster. You know what I mean? They they were they're two years removed from the playoffs. You know what I mean? And their best player is still on the roster. Like, did they? No. You know, Memphis, Memphis, I would agree, Memphis tanked, right? Memphis went in and traded Gasol and traded Randolph and and all that stuff, right? But 
who else did I bring up? The, the Cavs, you had no option but to tank because LeBron left, right? Like LeBron left, that team was shit. The same roster the next year with LeBron didn't do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and to did, counter did, the Suns, the Suns didn't tank. The Suns and, didn't and, and, and tank, so many did, the Kings were the team, you know, the, the Suns are a good example of of a team they were right there with the kings when they, they had devin booker right before they got chris paul they, they were right there with it. and everybody in the nba i mean draymond green's going on tv talking about devin booker needs to get the fuck out of phoenix right yep. that was yep. like a really consensus opinion when it came to the suns they did not tank they did not no. and they they just got aggressive and they went out there and that yep. i that's they but that you know exact position that one's such number an one and number two picks they're such an outlier situation, though. I mean, how crazy that they get they get Chris Ball at his age, and he comes in there and turns them into literally the best team in the NBA over the last but years. You know, you know what it was though. They were the team that was willing to take on that salary, right? They weren't little bitches about the salary cap. They weren't. Oh no, you know they they brought him in. They made the moves and they said, you know what, we're gonna eat that money and you know we're gonna try to stay relevant. That's what it was. We're going to try to stay relevant. And then, you know, even talking about Cleveland, right? Cleveland, Cleveland last year, you know, they made, they made those trades, right. To get Larry Nance and, and, and all them guys, right. They kept Kevin Love. They didn't move Kevin Love. They made the, they made the move to go get Jared Allen. They weren't afraid to take that on and then pay Jared Allen. Right. So it takes freaking, it's not about, you know, that, yeah, I guess you could say they tank, but they had the balls, right. To go get guys and then pay guys. Right, look at Jared Allen now. Jared Allen fucking destroyed Sacramento the other night, and they got him for nothing. They got him for fucking nothing. But Sacramento didn't have the balls to take a chance on somebody like that because they knew, oh, well, if it doesn't work out, we're going to lose him for nothing the year after, or we're going to have to pay him $100 million. That's what fucking Cleveland did. Look at Cleveland now. Now Cleveland's rolling out there with Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, right? And Lowry Marketing, who they fucking took on that contract, right? They rolled out with three seven footers the other night and destroyed Sacramento. And how how long was Lori Markin and just people were talking about him with the Kings? And Kings. And, and, and 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 people were talking about oh they Chicago's gonna give him away. They gave him away. Yeah, the Kings the Kings could have easily got it. You're right on that though. It's the best dude. No the Kings Kings balls. got yeah. <laughs> I I actually text that to a homie tonight. He hits me up, he's like, Kings are poop, you know. And I'm like, Yeah, dude, it's weird. We're talking about this literally. I said the Kings got no sackage. They got no nuts. They got no balls. They got no no trigger. They will not go and make a move. That's, that's what we're saying. Like Miles Turner's on. Hey, guess what? Miles Turner is on the fucking block right now. Guess what he does? He shoots forty percent from threes and leads the fucking NBA in blocks. But but all you hear from guys, even even a fucking I've talked to Leo about this a couple of times, so I'll drop him on here. Well, he doesn't do this, and he you know, he doesn't run the pick and roll, and how, bro. He leads the NBA in blocks and shoots 40% for three. And, and he's a guy, how young is he? What is he, 24 now? He's only 20. makes I'll look right now. I think he's 26. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess he's like 24, 25, and he, he's probably making 18 million over the next two years. He's, he's probably he's, 20, he's 25 and he's making 18 million exactly. There you go. You know, there you go. I've top my fucking but, head. There you go. But you know what you, you know what that is? And and 13 one points per game, 7.4 rebounds. And leads the fucking NBA in box, and he shoots forty percent for threes. No balls. You don't have the balls. No balls to make that move. No. You don't balls. have the balls. That's the problem with Sacramento. All those other teams that we mentioned about, well, they didn't take. They didn't do that. They had the freaking balls to go do that. Dude. Oh, but we, we, you know, we, we want to, we want to try this with, you know, 
with Terrence Davis at this morning. Yeah, st- that's st- pretty, pretty, spot on. pretty pretty spot on on Miles Turner, dude. Twenty seven games is there. He's shooting thirty nine point eight percent. Yeah, it's the obvious. It's just little things like like that. But but the Kings get so in- rebounds. They get so invested. They get so hyped. They get so loyal to other players, and then they sit on them, and then they. Oh, they're average. Your players are no fucking balls. average. Your players are average. Your franchise has no balls, and you have one hey. legit real deal asset, and you're not doing dick with them, and you're yeah. fucking it up. Hey. You're yeah. fucking it up. You know, hey, you know, about 50 episodes ago on King's Cast, I said, you know, if the Kings fucking suck this year, and then next year, right, 2022, 2023, if they weren't relevant by the trade deadline, that Deer and Fox was going to ask for a trade. Oh, if, he right. does, if they don't make moves, this, this, yeah. If yeah. they don't make moves by the deadline, and then they don't do anything off season next summer, he's sure. yeah, I, I, yeah. I think yeah. for sure he's we're, like, what am I doing? We're we're creeping up on that, and then you're at risk at losing a 24, 25 year old point guard who averages twenty five points a game for think pennies on the dollar yeah. for nothing because you haven't look at look at the Ben Simmons situation. Look how Philadelphia's fucked that one up, right? You're at risk of being in that same situation with De'Aaron Fox, and. Your roster doesn't have Joel Embiid on it, right? Your roster has Rashawn Holmes, and oh. you are the worst-ran franchise in American sports. So who the fuck is going to come to Sacramento? To, you know what I mean? That's the situation that you're in right now. That's why it's so important. You you have to show Darren Fox that, hey, we're willing to do this. You need to show the fan base, we're willing to freaking do this. We're willing to go get a guy like Miles Turner. We're willing to go get a Ben Simmons and say, screw it. Let's see what we can do. Nobody, no free agent in their right mind without making a move this year would come to Sacramento next year. Who the well, hell wants to play with Tyrese Halliburton, Rashawn Holmes, and Buddy Hill and Harrison Barnes? Nobody. That's <laughs> that, but that's that's the Kings. That's the Kings thing is that they they have that. That's their MO is that what they, you know, what they offer is they offer a role to guys who otherwise might not have one. And if you look over I mean, you can, if you if you want to play that game over the last bunch of years on how many guys played for the Kings, played significant minutes, and within two years were not in the league, or how many guys started games for the Kings, and then within two years they're not even rotational bench players. I mean, the list is long. If you just start with the young guys that they were trying to play for all those years, all those first-round picks that they had, Scalo, BCA, Justin Jackson, Harry, Giles, you know, to I'm name us. I didn't even name him. It was just he didn't even play. It was so bad. But just to name a few, you know what I mean? And then I it's I know it's been a couple years, but Omri Caspi out of the league, dude. Iman Shumpert playing games out of the league. Yogi Farrell. Is Yogi what is where the fuck's Yogi Farrell right Yogi now? Yogi Farrell. Yogi Farrell actually just signed a deal in like uh India or something. I just read an article. India. In India. India. Something something like that. Yeah, something crazy. Like I mean, that. so Ah, uh, you know, Willie Cauley Stein wanted the bag, started every fucking game. <laughs> Willie, uh, where you're just in Dallas chilling, you know, and then so play that game. Well, guess what? Play that game with the roster right now. Rashawn Holmes, career journey, man. You come here. Yeah, you get some cool stuff. You exciting. Yes. You, you, you know, the Kings, you know, they use you. I, I like watching you. I like when you dunk. I like when you tear up smaller teams that have nobody inside that's fun but at the end of the day i've not you know, translated to win since you've been yeah here. like what what do you where, where are the kings you know uh yeah. really you know and then you can play that game you can play that game and so that's why we keep saying no needle movers man no needle movers i know the teams would trade for buddy healed 
because teams have tried to trade for Bonilla. I know for goddamn well they trade for De'Aaron Fox. You know what I mean? The only reason Talley's Halbert has got so much value, I think, is because he's a, he is a point guard who can handle the ball, and he's got a small contract, and he has what everybody loves, quote-unquote, potential. But at some point, when 11 and 5 is your stat line next year and the year after, that's what you are, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's it goes back to that conversation, Ryan. You know, we, we went to say we predict things because it's not over, but we did that episode in the summer, dude, the single superstar conundrum, and it was our fear. If you look at Portland right now, they're just as bad as the fucking Kings are, and they have arguably top five player in the NBA chilling on their roster. They cannot make a move because I don't know, man. You know, not you know, to get all on Portland. Guy, yeah. You know, the other guy, man. And and so what? Tyrese, so Tyrese Halburn Ryan, he's gonna what become CJ McCollum? You know? No. no. Is he even gonna be that? But but that's the thing CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum got the treatment, bro. If, if CJ McCollum got the treatment from Portland because he scored 20 points a game, so yeah. they paid the fuck out of him, but he ain't moving no needles. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think that's deeper with that roster. I'm not going to get into Portland, but, you know, I, I look, I was thinking about this today. I, I was driving back from my doctor's appointment, and I was thinking, you know, Halliburton, right? Like, good player on a good team, right? Valuable on a good team. And I was thinking comparisons, NBA comparisons to who you would want Halliburton to be and. You know, I, I thought a guy, you know, there there's really wasn't a lot of guys, dude. I, I, you know, I thought about kind of Malcolm Brogdon, you know, I, I thought about who else, you know, kind of like a Rubio, you know, Ricky Rubio type player. And, and that's, and that's all I could come up with, man. You, there isn't, you know, there, I, I was thinking about, it, I was like, do those guys move the needle? Nope. Those guys have all, you know, those guys have been on multiple teams already, um, you know, so it's just, it's very interesting to me. I don't understand the untouchable thing with him. I, I, I don't know, man. It, like I said, good player, but Kings don't have the luxury to have a good player like him. You know, if you have the chance to bring back a 25 point per game score example, Jalen Brown, um, I think you do everything in your power to team up De'Aaron Fox and Jalen Brown and, and figure out the rest as it goes. Cause they're both young, figure it out. Yeah, even even without the big one, even if like we've I know we talked about a couple, even 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 getting Miles Turner is at center step, step I, in the right direction. I don't yeah, a little thing like that, you know, something who's young and meets the timeline. I think it's I think really though, like like if you know, as we get into the next couple weeks, Ryan, and we start breaking it down, realistically, like the Kings, they have tradable assets as far as expirings and stuff to maybe get something. But if you want to talk about actually trading value for value. It starts to get thin. The value for value really comes down to the two older guys in Barnes, and it comes down to the in, right. in Buddy, really. And so it's like if you're able to go get uh, a Turner and if you're able to trade Buddy for two players that you can actually get a small forward, you can actually score once in a while, and you can get, you know, you start doing little things like that. That might be realistic what they do, but some type of trigger, some type of fucking cojones, and stop relying on average players, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the balls is a huge thing, man. That, that's been... You know, one of the things I've been very critical about Sacramento is you just have no balls, dude. And, I, and you know, talking to our buddy Robbie, dude, friend of the pod, uh, the other night, and I was just telling him, like, we were watching that Cleveland game, and I'm like, look at, dude, like, Sacramento could have had Jared Allen very easily, right? Like, I'm pretty sure Cleveland just hopped in on the three-team trade stuff with the Harden thing last year, and that's how they landed Jared Allen. Like, they just hopped in and just they just pulled the trigger. They were They had the balls to say, you know what? 
we're the Cleveland Cavaliers without LeBron. What do we got to lose? What do we got to lose? You're Sacramento. You're in the middle of a 15 year playoff draw. Going to be 16. What do you got to lose, man? You know, take a chance, figure it out, right? Go, go get a, an established guy, figure it out. So I love it. I love it, man. Well, we'll be back definitely this weekend, hopefully with something a little bit better to talk about. But hey, guys, we appreciate you listening. in. If you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find Ryan and I on Twitter and Facebook at KingsCastEric and at KingsCastRyan. Um, we're definitely active on there, including our group uh, Kingsland. So check that out. I want to pre- uh, thank you and a shout out to everyone. I appreciate it. Uh, Kang's cast was up 330% last year. And that's just because of you guys listening. So if you're enjoying the podcast, please slide down after the show. Uh, leave us five-star review. And the best thing compliment we can get, the best thing you can do is to share this with your friends so we can get to more Kings fans just like you. So with that for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Kings. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.